us pray. Father, speak through your servant and bless your people. Let the entrance of your word bring light and bring understanding to the simple. As we begin our family life series, we pray that you help us find love and also help us to enjoy our love life. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. We have a baby dedication after my sermon. Amen. So today I am speaking to you on the subject Samson and Delilah. When a playboy meets a slave, a slave queen. Amen. Wow. I'm going to try to preach this sermon looking at your faces. Um, Pastor Wallace Abbott, he said, he said that Ghanaians can only concentrate for 10 seconds. And this is a very long sermon, so I don't know how I'm going to manage this. But please give me like 35, 45 minutes of your concentration. Can you do that? Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to do something. Now pick up your phone. Go to Bishop Gideon Titi Affair on Facebook. Please don't, don't worry yourself if your phone is a yam. For those whose own are cassavas, please can you put them off? But quickly, take your phones. Go to Bishop Gideon Titi Affair on Facebook. I didn't say TikTok, please. I didn't say Snapchat. I also didn't, I'm not also giving you license to stay on Facebook. You are in church. Stay here. Okay? Now, share this message right now. Share to your friends. Share to any group you belong to. You can copy the link and go to WhatsApp right now and share it to all your WhatsApp platforms that you are in. I know you are on plenty WhatsApp platforms. Your old school WhatsApp. Unless you don't want your old school people to hear what I'm going to preach. Or they don't know you are a Christian. Your workplace, put it there. Amen. I thought I heard that you were bringing in additional chairs. What are the additional chairs? I thought you were bringing additional chairs. What are the additional chairs? Amen. Okay. So have you done that? But I want to preach now. Have we all done that? Okay, thank you. Please, I didn't say that send WhatsApp to your face. I just said send it. Okay, so you are there now. Samson and Delilah, when a playboy meets a slave queen. Now, see, when you have children, from age zero to age 12, we have a parenting style that is called teaching them to do. So from age 12, from age 0 to age 12, your children are so innocent. They are like, they are like God gives you an empty gallon and doesn't tell you what to put inside, but you can decide to put in palm oil, gas oil, petrol, kerosene, water, 
It is at your discretion, whatever you want to put in. But remember, whatever you put in that gallon, you, you, is what you will get back from that gallon. So around the age of 12, to the, the age of 0 to 12, you are teaching them to do. Whatever you want them to do later part of their lives, you are now teaching them to do. So for instance, your children are within that age, and you are smoking before them, you are teaching them to do. Okay? So you have to be, you have to be very intentional about what you want to, your children to do in the future, and you are teaching them. Around that time, they are like clay, and you are like the potter. So you are mashing them and mind them in your hands and trying to form them. And then from, from 12 to 18 is what we call observing to do. Observing to do. Around this time, your children become judgmental. They are now looking to see what are the things you taught them to do from 0 to 12. Whether you yourself, you are doing it. You took them to Sunday school. You asked them to learn how to recite the scriptures. You taught them how to love the Lord. Now they are observing to see whether you read the Bible. When they were young, you told them to pray. Now from 12 to 18, they are observing to see whether you yourself, you pray. So at this stage, if you are not doing what you taught them to do, they get into crisis. Then they don't know what to do. They begin to wonder whether what you taught them, you were deceiving them. But if they now realize that you are practicing what you taught them, they begin to do it. They begin to exactly do what you, you, you told them to do. What? They are now seeing it. They now become convinced. Because people do things based on two things. What you teach them, what you teach them, what you say, and now what you do. Especially what they see. Now, from 18 upwards, they now become very independent and will now decide whether what you taught them and what they observe, they want to practice. At this stage, you have lost control over them. They've gone to university. Now the world is now challenging them. Now they are at the gallons. Whatever you put in them, you are going to pour them out. It's around the age of 18 and above that we make a lot of moral decisions. A lot of moral decisions. It's around this time that we are deciding out of things. Most young people here, from 18 to around 25, is where they make a lot of major moral choices. They want to determine what kind of guy I want to go out with. What kind of girl I want to date. Do I want to wait till I marry before I break my virginity? Around this time, they have left you, they are in the university. And this is where they are deciding what to do at the university without you. Do I want to smoke? Well, my father said I shouldn't, but I saw him smoking. 
I saw my father cheating on my mother, so I can also do it. They are now going to now make moral choices based on what you taught them. Now, the crucial thing about about 0 to 12 is at that time you have control over them. Okay? And you are telling them exactly what to do. But from 12 to 18, now they are observing to do what you are doing. And it's around this time that they form their opinions and decisions. And from 18, if you if you have a child and the child is in school and you are afraid the child will mess up, you are calling the child, where are you? What are you doing? Where are you doing? Why are you talking to this boy who is on your phone? Who is doing this? Then you yourself, you are drawing the conclusion that you may have not raised a child very well and you don't have confidence in the child's choices. But having said that, now from 18 going, your life is in your hands. All of us here, we are a reflection of the moral choices we made from 18 to 25. What we chose to do with our life, whether we decided to go to university or not, whether we started to date or not, whether we started to be committed to God and to save him or not. I, I am a product of what I did with my life from 18 to 25. I'm a product of it. I laid my personal foundation. I decided whether I wanted to practice what my parents taught me and what I observed my friends doing and saying. 18 to 25. I laid the foundation of my life. And the most important choices I made around that time were moral choices. Well, I made choices like what course I want to do, what school I want to go to, Etc. Etc. But the major choices I made around that time were the choices as to who I wanted to date. Moral choices, whether I wanted to keep my virginity or not, whether I wanted to sleep with people or not. Those were the very moral choices I made, and today it has implication on me. I'm married at 24 as a virgin, and mommy and I celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. And we are still courting. We haven't started marrying yet. So we have dated and courted for 30 years. Now it's not that the marriage is starting. Because around that time when I was making those choices, mommy had also gotten born again in her hometown. And I become very committed to the Lord. As if the Lord knew we were going to meet. But do you know why I was attracted to mommy? I was attracted to mommy because I saw in her the same moral choices I have made. She has made them. Are you here with me? They are very crucial. And very important. So I'm going to try today to help you. Because you are still sometimes, eh? the worst thing you can ever do is to realize that you have made mistakes. And continue to make mistakes to cover the mistakes you have made. Listen, people say that there is no harm in trying. I came to tell you, sometimes trying can destroy you. So I want you to stop trying. And I want you to stop building relationships and start marrying with certain 
powerful convictions. You should be sure of what you are doing. The law of clarity, remember, I taught in this church. The 21 laws highly successful people obey. One law is called the law of clarity. If you ensure that you are sure of what you are doing, you ensure yourself against disappointment. Are you here? And today, I want you to be sure. In a relationship, if you are dating someone or you are married, I want you to be sure of what you are doing. So I'm going to share some things with you. Samson and Delilah. I'm going to show you quickly why you are having problems in your relationship or why your relationship you are enjoying your relationship. Can I go on? So first, let me tell you who Samson is. So who is Samson? Now, the Bible is made about 66 books. One of the books in the Bible is called Judges. The first recognized leader of the Israelites was Moses. Now, after Moses came Joshua. But after Joshua, Israel had no leader. So they did a lot of evil in the sight of God. So anytime they did evil in the sight of God, God will hand them over to their enemies to oppress them. And then when they cry to God, God will give them a leader to redeem them. The leaders were called judges. So Samson was one of these judges. And the story of Samson is one of the most amazing stories. Among the judges, if we take us somewhere, Samson is supposed to be the most recognized and anointed judge. The story of Samson is recorded in Judges chapters 13 to 16. Samson was so anointed and was so strong. His birth was prophesied by angels. And when he was giving birth to, he was a very strong man. He could kill lions with his bare hands. But Samson was sexually immoral. He died a miserable man, did not fulfill his assignment. He was a playboy. Samson was a playboy. And I want to show you something. So, write this down. Judges chapter 13, 1 to 5. It talks about the call of Samson. How Samson was called. Write it down. Now, there were three women in the life of Samson. And all these women were very, very terrible women. Very terrible women. Samson was not a kind of man that was attracted to good women. And that's how playboys are. So look, in Judges 14, 1 to 3, Samson fell in love with the pagan woman. And when he asked the parents, go and marry this woman for me, the parents asked him, is there no woman in Israel among our people, do you want to go and marry a pagan? Do you know there are guys here, they don't like all these Christian sisters who are singing in the choir, who are in the prayer warriors, who are serving. No, 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 no. They want prostitutes. They want bad women. You know, if there are some brothers here, if you give them virgins, they won't take them. 
Why don't you say that I'm, I'm, me, I want to have good sex. You are not going to give me a virgin. Am I not going to train you how to have sex? They, they will never take them. Samson was that kind of, if Samson were to be in this church, you would not like any of these sisters who sing in the choir. I'm not also saying that I'm guaranteeing that any sister who sings in the choir is a good sister. No, no, I'm not guaranteeing that. So, don't go and chase them and then when there's a problem, say, well, that you. But I can also tell you that those who have sat under me, if you are only listening to me, they will be good girls. Are you here? So, you, Samson went to marry a pagan and there was trouble. The second woman Samson dated was a prostitute from Gaza. A man anointed by God whose birth was prophesied by angels. Samson went for a prostitute. So he went, first one, a pagan. Second one, a prostitute. On several occasions, Mommy and I have met people who have come to show us their fiancée. And then when they leave, we say, this is trouble. This is trouble. Why you know, when you are in love, they say love is blind. No, no, it's foolish love that is blind. Because God is love and God is not blind. So love cannot be blind. Okay. Now the third woman Samson fell in love with and dated is the woman we are going to talk about. She fell in love with a slave queen. Her name is Delilah. How many of you will name your daughter Delilah? Her name is Delilah in the Bible. And Samson believed that he was anointed. He was a smart, smart guy. He has survived the pagan woman. He has survived the prostitute. And she will survive a Delilah. But I'll show you something. Let's, let's now read Judges 16. We are reading 4 to 5 and then we read 16 to 21. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah who lived in the valley valley of Soreth. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered and tied up and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Hey, Delilah, um, Delilah, slave queens, they love money. I'll show, you, I'll show you very soon. I'm going to show you the characteristics of a slave queen. Now, you, the woman here, you have, to, you have to be comfortable. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about slave queens. So when I start talking about, they don't say, oh, daddy is attacking women. I'm not attacking women. I'm attacking a, a group of people called slave queens. If you are one of them, and you, or if you feel attacked, then you are one of them. When I say, hallelujah, you don't respond, then I know you are a suspect. Verse 16. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until she was sick to death of it. She's liquid, eh? They can torture you until you want to die. With nagging. I'll show you soon. I'll show you soon. I'm just introducing the sermon. Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed. For I was dedicated to God as a Nazareth from birth. I was dedicated to God. 
as a Nazarite. So if you were dedicated to God, why were you chasing prostitutes? Why were you chasing worldly women? Samson died a very pitiful death. If my hair were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as anyone else. The covenant between him and God, he disclosed the secret. But don't forget that this woman, a top slave queen, pestered him not until he was about to die. But dating a woman, and the woman always has a way in which she gets what she's looking for. She'll pester you, she'll be angry. And the woman knows you can't stand her anger. You can't stand her coldness. She will do it until she gets what she's looking for. Can I read? Or where I've gotten to, I should stop. Women, do I have your permission? No, this sermon is a two-part sermon, so don't worry. After the women, I'll come to um, the playboys. Now, Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has finally told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hand. Delilah lured Samson to sleep with his head on her lap. Wow! And Samson was dedicated to the Lord. You are a dedicated sanctuary keeper, but you sleep on the lap of a Delilah. Oh, they are even dedicated pastors. Pastors, I want to look at you and talk to you. And most of you, I only know you in church. I don't know your private life. But there are pastors seated here who are dedicated to God, but don't be deceived by their tongues and by the anointing. They may be sleeping on the lap of a Delilah. Look at my face. I'm looking at you. Hey! I wouldn't have been here if I've ever slept on the live lap of a Delilah. After church, I preached someone like this. Right now, you see, when I finish, you'll go with that girl. Then she'll go and serve you fufu. Then when you finish, so let's watch Netflix. And then we say, can I put my head on your lap? Or she herself will hold your left and put it on her lap. And then you sleep. By the time you wake up, your future is gone. The sermon has vanished. Your future is gone. And you are dead dead. Hmm. Now, and then she called in the men to shave off the locks of his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down. She began to bring him down. Delilah. And his strength left him. Then she cried, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I'll do it as before. And shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord had left him. This scary. The Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him. And God has his eyes. They took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in prison. Wow. This is the Bible. It's not in the Bible. So now, let me show you. First, I'm going to show you the making of a slave queen. So we are realizing here that slave queens, slave queens are powerful women who use their body and other things to entice men to bring them down. You have heard a story of a chief financial officer of a bank 
who decided to chase a girl that was there for national service and give. Now the man has lost his job. He may not get job again because he will bring reputational damage to any company he goes to. Okay? He's likely to lose his wife. His wife is a medical doctor. At least respect her for her, for her academic achievements. He's likely to lose the respect of his children forever. Oh, I, I really pity his children. If his children were in, uh, in university or they are in a church or somewhere and they have father's pictures and all over. Slave queen. His story and Samson's story, there is no difference. He's a very powerful man. You are, he was a very powerful man occupying the top position in the bank. I checked his See uh, his profile on LinkedIn. Well-educated. Powerful man. Now this girl has reduced him to a piece of bread. Yeah. So you think you're a powerful man, eh? You think you can be sleeping with my children in this church? My daughters in this church? And you think you will survive it? Wait. Samson met a prostitute and conquered. Met a pagan and conquered. But he did not survive a sleeping. No, but, but there are prostitutes who are not slave queens. Who are not slave queens, I'm telling you. Slave queens are professional prostitutes. I'm telling you. You can't sleep with them in a kiosk. You have to take them to Dubai. I'm telling you. Prostitutes will give you last. They will transfer mommy water spirit into you. So those of you here who are chasing prostitutes, you have a mommy water spirit. Yeah, I'm telling you. You are dead. You are, you are a dead man. You are a dead man walking. But slave queens, they are even more dangerous than prostitutes. They are, they are, they are. <laughs> they can be well educated. I mean, so, so, now let me share with you the making of a slave queen. The making of a slave queen. Now, I'm, 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 I'm going to make you very uncomfortable with this sermon. And I'm intentional. I'm just going to make you very, very uncomfortable. Very, very uncomfortable with this sermon. The slave queens here, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. You repent. And then the playboys here, look at your beautiful wife. And you are cheating on her with this girl. Look at this girl with a banker. I mean, why would you leave your wife for so many years, who is a professional woman, to go for this silly well, let me hold my mouth before the slave queens association come after me. Now, number one, how to how to become a slave queen. So, so those of you who want to become slave queens, I'm giving you the keys. Now, some ladies are obsessed with with the social class they belong to, so they will do everything they can to belong to the highest social class available. So there are some girls, eh? They want to belong. They want to belong. When they come to church like this, they are from a poor background, though, but they want the women with bangs to be their friends. They want the women with bangs. See, they want to associate with high-class people. And to associate with those people is expensive. What it means is that you have to wear a wig $300 every Sunday. Or $500. Some of the wigs are $500. I know the cost because I have a wife. 
Some we can cost as high as thousand dollars. And if you want to belong to that social class, you have to find a way to do it. They can hold a bag that is about $2,500. A one that was with mommy in Geneva. A branch here. Say, mommy, let's go, let me go and do shopping for you. We entered into a shop. I said, which of the bags do you want? One bag, 22,000 euros. I said, God punish Satan. <laughs> God, 22,000 euros. Ah! I will build a chapel for the Lord. I said, let's go. But there are people, there are girls who don't work. But they are carrying 22,000 euros back. Because they want to belong. They are everywhere there is a party. They are there. Every weekend they go to party. Some of them went to party before coming to church today. They are here. They are here. They changed their wig. The wig they wore yesterday is not the one they are brought to church. But they know I will talk about it. Okay? And this is expensive. Number two. Number two. Now some ladies do not appreciate their outward self. Until they add braided hairs, makeups, and expensive clothes and jewels. So there's some women, they, they, even their husbands cannot look at their face without makeup. They wake up in makeup, they sleep in makeup. Yeah, because they don't believe in themselves. They will never take a photograph or a video with free, without them. They don't believe in themselves. They don't believe they are nice. So they spend a lot on clothes. I mean, there's a lady sitting here right now who is not working, or if it's even working, that's not end. How much her clothes is costing today? The person's makeup. Years ago, it was Mary Kay that was popular. Now, what is the popular and most expensive makeup? It's called what? Huh? A man, a man is saying it. Hey! It's such an easy thing. And listen, university girls are using these makeups. And their fathers are civil servants. Who are their fathers are lecturers who are going on strike for overtime allowance. I'm telling you, their fathers are struggling to complete two-bedroom house far away beyond Kasua. And yet these girls are using expensive clothes, expensive wigs, expensive makeups. I'm telling you, because they don't appreciate themselves. They look at themselves, they don't feel, they don't look at themselves as nice. Are you a nice girl? You are following them? Hmm. Okay. Number three. Some ladies are not proud of their family background. So they have to create a new family, a background. So there are some ladies who will be telling you, they'll go to parties. The last time Archbishop warned us that when we go to events and people come to us, ladies come to your pastor, Daddy, can I get a selfie? You should add one more person. Well, then now, what they do, they will take a selfie with you and start spreading, oh, me and my uncle at, um, at my cousin's wedding. You see, to try to create that, me, where I come from, 
I'm a big person where I come from. So there are ladies like that. They are, they, you don't know their mothers, you don't know their fathers, you don't know anything about them. What you know are their uncles and their aunties. We know you. And I am watching you. Oh, you know their aunties and their uncles. That is all. Okay. Number three. So I'm showing you how people become slave queens. Some ladies are not proud of their achievements. So they fake their success. They are not proud of their achievements. So they fake their success. They are not proud that they don't have a degree. So they will actually go and wear somebody's graduation gown. And take a picture. And just said, masters in this. No, no, we're in this country where a lady had not gone to uh, Old Trafford to watch football, but was able to get people to do uh, Photoshop and show that she's sitting at Old Trafford watching TV. She's watching football. Why would she do that? She wants to up her achievement. There are women here dating men. You are telling them you went to university. I want to tell you which which Paul, were you? You don't even know that. And you know, me, myself, when I was in the university, I was not into horse. <laughs> you were not into horse. You were into where? <laughs> you were, you were in, into kitchens. <laughs> Nonsense girl. Now listen, people worry themselves. When you lie one, you have to keep lying and keep lying to cover all the lies you are told. And look at you. You have lied, sir. Now even Satan doubts you when you talk. Amen? Okay, number five. The making of slippers. Some ladies are highly competitive. To beat the competition, they must have a certain lifestyle. So there are ladies in this church who are very competitive. If they see Sister A came to church with a new bag, they must go and get it. So their whole life is, is so complex. And everything they do costs for new money. <laughs> everything they do costs for new money. Now, number six, some ladies have excessive Love for material things. Excessive love for material things. If you go to their wardrobe, pastors, they don't work all. Or if they work, they don't even earn a lot of money. But if you like, go to their wardrobe, open it. Hey. Clothes, shoes, things they don't need, they have them. It's scary. And because these things are expensive, they have to find a way to get them. Am I coming? Am I saying something to you? Now, now. These things are very expensive. So to find out these things, you either have to sell a skill or sex. You have to either sell a skill or sex. And slave queens do not have skills to sell. Or even if they have, it is not enough to cover their cost. So they have to sell sex. So you're a woman here. You are into the vagina industry. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You sleep with men for money. Your hair was done with a man's money after sex. The clothes you are wearing right now is another man's money. Your shoe is another man's money. Your brazier came from a sex. This, yeah, your panties. Everything that you are wearing today is as a product of a sexual activity. You are a slave queen. Yeah, I'm telling you. You are a slave queen. Your whole life, your whole life is about how much money you can get from men. How much money? Your mind is wired to look for money for men. So you know what you do? You sell your body for it. You sell your body for it. So here are the, so this is how slave queens are made. And you are here. You have this tendency. You have these characteristics I've just shared here. Know that if you are not yet a slave, a slave queen, you are on your way to becoming one. Commit time, commit resources to build your life. Let me use my niece here. My niece here joined us from Brongahafu to Accra. When she came, she had no mother, she had no father. Your mother died very early. When your father died, how old were you? When your father died? But your mother died, how old were you? You were eight when your mother died. She came to Accra to live with us in our small place. To be able to build a career for herself, humility, service, Humility, service. Today she's a chartered accountant. Working to earn a living. She just got married recently. And she's living to be with her husband for some time. And her life is clean. But around that same time, there were girls in the Raqqa where we're living. Yes, was the fact that as far as I have a vagina, I don't have to work. I don't have to develop myself. Today, they have become old ladies earlier than their age. And you are here like that. You call yourself a Christian. You have no development. There's there's nothing in your life that you can be proud of. That as a woman, this is what I've done with my life. And you know, sometimes sometimes you play the blame game, the victim game. Eh, my parents didn't take care. Do you know how much I have suffered? Do you know where I've come from? And you know, eh, you don't know, eh? You don't know, eh? I just gave an example of Sister Juliet, who came all the way from Brown to live with us. And she educated herself, went to university as a mature student. Studied. Today she's a chartered accountant. She doesn't need to sell her body to earn a living. And it's so much shameful when you have people who call themselves Christians, young ladies who call themselves born again Christians, who sing in our choirs, who serve in our ushering department, who are in our sanctuary keepers, who do all manner of things for us in this church, who are slave queens, who are slave queens. Who are living on guys' money. 
in exchange for their body. If you are such a person, I'm looking at your face and I'm telling you, you are a slave queen. And I mean what I'm saying. And I'm speaking the word of healing into your life today. He sent for his word and his word healed them all. So, let me show you the things you will find in the slave queen. Let's go on. Now look at this. Now the slave queen. Number one, she is not in love but in need. They don't have love. They have need. So their relationship with you is centered around their needs. Now, number two, she goes for the highest bidder to finance her lifestyle. Some of you took care of slave queens in kiosk and sponsored them to go to university. When they finished university, or they went to university and found politicians who can give them good money, they abandoned you. And you are here praying. Father, bring her back. God will not mind you. Slave queen is not in love, but in competition. And you are the one she's using to beat her competition. Her competitor. Slave queens are lovers of pleasure. Every weekend, they want you to go to a party. They want you to organize um, hey, their birthdays. If you don't organize a party for them, you are in trouble. They are lovers of themselves and then lovers of money. Now, having shown you who a slave queen is, a slave queen is, let me quickly tell you about a playboy. A playboy. Like something. There are men seated here who call themselves believers. Some are even elders and deacons. Well, we as pastors, we know in part and we prophesy in part. So if, if you show me a part of you and I trust you and I ordain you a deacon or a pastor or an elder, it's not a guarantee that I'm endorsing your lifestyle. Church, I cannot guarantee that any of these men that I have ordained are not playboys. I cannot. The fact that a person is singing in the choir or leading a worship, or standing there ushering somebody, or even preaching in my pulpit, it's not a guarantee that that person is a good person to marry. Can I show you something about playboys? Look, the playboy believe that lust is captivity, lust is freedom. So they are very, they don't fall in love. They fall in lust. Hey, they should, they should, they should commit themselves to you. So that you control their lives. They will never do it. So they play you. So most of the times, eh, you realize that you are not the only girl in their lives. And anytime they are around you, they want to sleep with you. They only come around when they need sex. And they come with some gifts. And they are good. They can flatter you. They can tell you stories. Playboys, they are always missing minutes and hours in their, in their day 
at some point, you are calling the persons, you are, you are dating a guy that when you are calling, the person is not picking. And then you call suddenly, the person will put the phone off and say, my battery ran off, out. The person will call you later. The person can even vanish for 24 hours. The way the person resurfaces, so, oh, I had an accident. Hey, they can tell why lies. So then you call them and say, I'm in a meeting. Can I call you back? Can I call you back? No, he's not in the meeting. He's in the toilet. He's with another woman. So when your call came, he took it and went to the toilet. Hey, I'm in a meeting. Can I call you back? Can I call you back? And this is a lazy boy who doesn't go to any meeting. So you are wondering, which meeting is this? And one of the things about slave uh, playboys is that when you question them, they get angry. So which... which yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which meeting, which meeting were you? Oh, now I have to tell you everything, eh? I have to tell you everything. If you are doubting, it's your, your problem. If you are doubting, your, if you don't believe me, it's your problem. They change the argument. <laughs> so, which, no, I'm asking you which meeting and with who? So now I have to answer to you. I have to tell you every meeting I attend. I'm not telling you whatever you, you feel. Do whatever you want. Those of you who are married, then let me tell you something. If you question your husband about something or your wife about something and she gets angry, don't stop questioning. Put it down. Let the anger subside. Come back again. I'm telling you, you need answers. Listen, never, any doubt in your mind must be cleared. Never leave it on answers. I have seen a lady in your, in the front of your car. So who is that lady? Oh, the one in the ocean department. Why was she in your car? Oh, when we closed her, she was going to my direction. Which direction? Oh, now, now, so what is it? Is it caught? Is it caught? Yeah, it is court. It is marital court. It is relationship court. You owe me answers. If I have doubts, clear it. Are you here? If I have doubts, clear it. You ask your, your wife, so who is this guy who called you? Oh, my old schoolmate. From which of the schools? And then she pauses like three seconds um, 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 before she answers. You see, when you ask a question and the person who is eloquent begins to stammer. Ah, so right now, you have become a stammerer. How? When the thing is difficult, that's how it is. Like right now, you see, the economy is so bad, and I pity the government communicators. They are all become stammerers. <laughs> no, no, God, you have to explain government policy. And by, when people are hungry, they don't understand anything you say. So you have to choose your words well. You call your husband, honey, where are you? Um, um, can I call you back? Oh, where are you? You can't tell me where you are. Because can I call you back? Is equal to I am a Tarabraka. 
So why can't you say, I am at Adabaka? Why will you tell me, can I call you back? No, you must not call me back. Tell me now. Listen, I'm in, I'm in some meeting with some guys. I will call you. I will call you. Playboys, eh? They are always with people you don't know. They always have friends you don't know. So which, uh, I'm with some friends. Which of them? You don't know them. Aha! We have been dating for, for a number of years or going out. Uh, we have been married for, how can I not know them? You, when I see you, I will explain. He's, he's looking for time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like one boxing I watched. In the second round, the other guy, the white guy, had almost finished the, the black guy. Boom, boom, boom. And then the bell rang. Then the computer said, oh, he's saved by the bell. When they went for that, I think, three minutes break, and the guy came back, or one minute break, guy came back. He came to beat the white guy. So don't, don't, don't let them be saved by the bell. When they say, can I explain when I come? I say, no, explain now. I want them. You see, always catch them on our way. Ask them questions. And sometimes, eh, when you see, you are asking. Sometimes, too, you don't need the answers. You, don't, you know the person has lied. Just walk away and keep it in mind. Don't forget it. Ask the person. The person tries to answer it in a way. And then the person gets angry. It's an answer. It's an answer. Know that you are dealing with someone who is hiding things from you. Don't let any man, any woman mess up your love life. Those who are not married, listen to me carefully. There are a lot of good men out there, but there are also very bad men. There are only few bad men. But see, they have multiple effects. Because one bad, one good man wants to stick with one lady so they marry. One bad man, hey, would date like seven girls. In this, I mean, in this church, I know guys who have dated my daughters and slept with them. They are on the seventh one. Very soon they are going to move the eighth one. And the eighth one is a slave queen. Am I preaching? Okay, can I see the next slide? Now, lust is more attractive than love because lust is based on lies, fake, and flattery. But love is based on sincerity and sacrifice. So all the men who are telling you things that they have never promised. The man lied his way through to get married to you. And he's still lying and flattering you. Any man who tells you I will do this but never fulfills it is a dangerous man. Men who borrow money from girls while they are dating you. They know when you get paid. And they will be dead. They say, Charlie, can you, can you just give me this? I'll, and you see, the way they do and they go about, they are very confident liars. So. You are sitting here, a man you are not married to. Your brother is struggling with school fees. That man is taking your money and using it to date another girl. Stupid girls, the man is not married to you. When they pay you, then you bring the money. They are facing you. You're not married. I mean, if you are married to a man you can trust, why not? Me and mommy for 30 years, we keep our money together. We do everything together. Because she can trust me, I can trust her. We are very open. Anytime she sees I'm doing a major project, she will come and say, I have this money here. I want to use to support you. 
This morning, I was just telling her, telling her, see, this is what I've done. I've given her a 30-bedroom guest house. I've given her a restaurant. I've given her a whole secondary school. With a big building worth over a million dollars. And she's there. I say, you see, I haven't cheated you. You have not lost in this relationship. Because you have committed so much into this relationship. I have to show my appreciation with these things. And I say, I love it when, when you go to your restaurant and you come back home and you are happy. And you, the boys come to you and say, oh, the rooms are full. And they are paying you and you are happy and you are smiling. I love it. But look at this. This guy is like a basket. You are pouring water into him. And nothing is coming back. You don't feel appreciated. You feel that this relationship is wasting my time, wasting my resources, wasting my energy, wasting everything about my life. Listen, it will not change now. I'm telling you. It doesn't take, it doesn't take wedding vows to change a bad man. Eh? So those of you who think that, who think that, when we marry and we make vows, he will change. My friend, forget it. Forget it. You will not change. Wedding vows do not change people. And he's not the only man in the world. And I'm not going to give you how to change a man. Please, don't make yourself a man changer. It's only God that can change a man. And I've been praying for you, but you don't change. I've been fasting for you, but you don't change. Everything you like, I give to you. If if he says I give you money, I give you. I cook for you. Last time, for instance, you said you wanted a car. I bought it for you. And then the, and so you are not changing. Hey, hey, he's a bottomless pit. No, no, no. You can't feel it. You can't feel it. And I'm telling you, you can't feel it. Can I move on? Let's go. Let's go. I think. Let's go. Can I move on? He's a bottomless pit. Now, Proverbs 26, verse 28. A lion tongue hates those it has. And a flattering mouth wears ruin. Anybody who lies to you has a sense of hatred for you. If you really love people, you can't lie to them. You can't look at the face of somebody you love and lie to the person. Once you discover one lies, keep in mind that this person is not 100% in love with you. Am I speaking to you? Am I helping you? Okay, now let's go. Now, seven ways to get into every woman's heart. A slave, uh, playboys know it. Playboys know how to get into every woman's heart. Can we move the puppets from there so people can see the, the destiny? Can you move the puppets? Let's do it fast. Can you move it alone? Are you here? Powerful. Can you give me some few minutes? I have the education paper. Give me some. Let me finish this. Let me finish. It's the introduction of that family life series. We are doing repairs and maintenance on our relationship. Okay. We'll leave it on it. Leave it on it. Now, seven ways to get into every woman's heart. And this is what playboys they, they, they do. Affection. Hmm. They know women want this kind of affection. You are beautiful. You are this. You are that. You, you know, I, I always say, boys are the most spiritual women I've met. 
But once I saw affection to her, she lose all her spirituality. She will, oh, oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, women really want affection. Let me tell you something. One young lady, they used to worship with her one with a wooden structure. Fell in love with a pastor friend, a pastor friend of mine. And I knew that that guy was a playboy. So when they told me, I called her, I said, no, you have to be careful about this guy. Because when we were in Bible school, he dated like three girls in the Bible school. They didn't marry them. So be careful. He will not marry you. They went to tell one girl that, hey, look at what he the one even lies about the guy. They went to a prayer meeting. They were praying in that prayer meeting. And she has closed her eyes. And she was praying. And then she heard somebody tapping her. And then when he opened the eyes, it was the guy with, with water. The guy said, the way you are praying, I feel you are testing. And you think. And that was all. Look at a man like this. Look at a man like this. What about that? <laughs> Obisa, you see your mouth now when you say it now. I'm going to come out there. Even with water, look at how happy you are. Then when he gives you, I was like, what will you do? Hey, what a church! What a church! The guy eventually did not marry her. Did not marry her. So playboys, they know. They know that you need affection. They'll call you and sing on phone for you. I just call to say I love you. It doesn't cost them anything. Affection is cheap. It doesn't cost anything. You open your car door for you and carry your bag. One time, eh? A lady married a man. A, a, a lady married a man. And the lady came to tell mommy how the man cooks, how the man cleans the hall, how the man does this. And me, I stopped cooking, I was not cleaning the hall. So the way mommy was talking was like, you see, some men cook, some men clean, some men. The, when the thing went up to a point, I said, no, it's because that man has something to hide. Mommy said, oh, he has nothing to hide. I said, hey! There are certain level of affection is to cover a certain weakness. Later on, we discovered so many things. The man has too many things to hide. Very extremely nice man. <laughs> Playboys, oh, they know, they know. They know how to play all the girls. Can I preach or I should stop preaching? They know women want attention and they will give you. They will give you. They can come and spend all the weekend with you. But you are not the only person in their life. And yes, they will spend all the weekend. They know how to calculate their time. They have done timetable for the girls. <laughs> Women love appreciation. Especially when you appreciate their bodies. When they cook for you, say thank you. Ah. Women love men who are achievers. So you know what they do? They can even borrow people's car to impress you. They can take you to an office that is not owned by them to impress you. I'm telling you. They know. So playboys, eh? 
they know. There's a guy in this country, very popular guy. He goes to every event of rich people. I see them shaking hands with them, taking pictures. And I know that he's a playboy, trying to let oh, I belong here. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Now, they know that women love attractive men. So they will spend your money on top clothes, designer clothes. Your money. Oh, you see, Italy, Kwame, dear. Oh, shit, no, no, shit, no. Wow. Wow, Kwame, shit, the new easy, the new easy, the new canvas, the new canvas. But they turn up how me nimba be or UK a ton of thousand five hundred pounds. I can't be the pen dot may pen or dot dot. They will even go to the gym and build for you. They they know that women can't stand six packs, men. And they can't even stand when you were twelve pack like mine. <laughs> what a church. And this guy said they commit resources to make themselves attractive. Then you are there. Your husband who loves you, appreciates you, values you. And then you will see a guy who is a, a playboy who wants to get you from the husband. Look at the Kwame, Kwame Pants. On the Memeye Jima, Mubuzo, Mubuzi. On the Onyebi. Onyebi. Then you are lusting after another man's body. <laughs> oh my God. And then they know, they know that men, women like men who are ambitious. And they can show them the future. So they will tell you all the things they are going to do the next 10 years. They will even tell you that they, they own oil, oil wells. And have a complimentary car with an oil well. And when they come to you, they are rings, they are washed, and they, they have a briefcase. Oh. They will go to tell you oil, their building, and pretend to be entering. Nobody will stop you with their distance and take a picture. And they go and sit at their reception area and pretend to be having a meeting and take pictures. And I'm telling you, they are playboys. We know them. I know a pastor who came to visit our church and I felt that, oh, by kind of a pastoral person, let me let him do closing prayer. When I called him to the closing prayer, he gave the phone to somebody. His phone to somebody came. Gave the person the sunrise was there. The person came, climbed the pulpit. Took a picture of him praying. And then did something like this. And just less than some few minutes when they left church, he posted on Facebook. Posted on Facebook. Big platforms. I was in Bishop T.C. of First Church. The anointing was powerful. The presence was too. You see, he spoke in a way that you would think that he was the one who created the anointing. And women agile men, men who can think, men who are smart, and they will show you all these things, and you will fall for them. What is not here is spirituality. But most women go for these A's, these, these seven A's, and leave out a man who is spiritual. They won't go for a man who loves the Lord. In fact, most women, when they are looking for men, they don't ask spirituality to it. It becomes the last. I want a man who is who is presentable, who is humorous, who is rich, who is the, you don't know, add any of these things. You know the women who add spirituality. The women who go into the world, the slave queens, who meet playboys, who play them, and then they realize that there's nothing to the world, and then they come back to the church looking for Christian men. I'm telling you. Okay, let's go to the next slide. Let me quickly 
Now, playboys use women, one, for sexual pleasure. That's why your boyfriend is sleeping with you anywhere. Anywhere he's sleeping with you, even in church. He's sending you sexually implicit messages. What you are in church, I'm telling you. Even with this preaching, he's still saying that, don't mind him, don't mind him. <laughs> because he falls like, hey, he's saying that, hey, I should not have brought you to this church. I'm going to lose you after this. If I started attacking my sermons already, don't mind him, don't mind him. It's, it's business, church is business. See, all the guys who write those things to their girls, church is business, don't mind these men of God. They are afraid. They know that we are powerful. They know that things we share will reform your life. They will fight the things we share with you. Look, to boost their ego, they date some good girls. That's to boost their ego, to cover their weakness. They date women to cover their weakness for revenge. Some men, playboys, some of the playboys, eh, were raised by difficult women, wicked stepmothers. And now they feel that we have to punish women for being wicked to us. I'm telling you. So why, why the guy dates you when he knows he will not marry you? Chop your money, chop your body, chop your food. Look at the things he's chopping. Your money, your body, your food, and even chop your future. And leave you, and leave you. Because he's just being revengeful. And some of them come to you for economic benefit. Quickly, let's move. Let's move. Next slide. Oh, you want me to stop preaching? No, no, don't look. Women playboys use. So these are the women that playboys get advantage of. Vulnerable women. They can identify vulnerable. They know that when women get around 27 to 35 and they are not married, they become very anxious and they are looking for someone to marry them. Yeah, it becomes, it's natural. And they know them. So those are the girls, the women they go for. The vulnerable women. And around that time, eh, some of the women, if they're not spiritual, feel that to keep a woman, give the woman, to keep a man, give him sex, cook for him. They will spend their money, they will see, and then they will use you. They also know desperate women. Women who are successful, good career, everything, and the only thing that is left in their lives is a good man to marry. At some point, they become desperate. So they even smile to men they are not supposed to smile to. I'm telling you. And they know. They know. Playboys know desperate women. And they, they know unloved women. Yeah. They know that this woman is not loved by the husband. I can get him. I can get her. I'm telling you. They come around. They see the chemistry. And they know that things are not going well. And you know something? They come in and become the opposite of your husband. It's called the love trap. That is why most women fall in love with counselors if, if they are going through marital crisis, okay, and the counselor is a man, they end up falling in love with that counselor. Or a friend of the husband who came in to try to resolve the matter. Because that friend tries to become the opposite thing, the things you are complaining about your husband. If they even have it, they hide it. The reason why most women feel that their husbands are the worst men they ever met in their lives. That other free men and other people's husbands are the best. It's because of what we call the love trap. And then they also go for sexually immoral women. They can tell you by the way you dress. Even coming to church, look at the way you are dressed. Half of your body is showing. They know. They know. They go for slave queens. Okay, can you move on? I'm, I'm a bit below my, beyond my time, but let me finish. 
So what should women do? Proverbs 4.23 Above all else, guard your heart. For it is a wellspring of life. Guard your heart. The most secured place you must have is not your bedroom. It's not where you keep your money. It is where you keep what you keep in your heart. Guard your heart. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Love the Lord and serve the Lord. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Men are entering your heart and get get oh oh better before I know say no child for it and I'll pay me. You know that some women, eh? They are so starved for love that even when you smile with them, they think you love them. They think you love them. Okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Now, there are also what we call, apart from boys, there are people I call pray boys. Pray boys. These are predators. They are what I call the economic lovers. They look for rich women and go to chop their money. Lazy men who depend on rich women for their money. Let's go. And then we have pray boys. Pray boys. These are spiritual men. People who love the Lord. Who will teach you how to grow in the Lord. Who will help you. Listen, the most important thing in your life that you must pursue is your salvation. No matter what that man is offering, if he's not opening the door of salvation for you, forget that man. The man that cannot help you grow spiritually, the man that cannot help you understand God, the man that will not pray. Look at what Isaac did. Genesis 25 verse 21. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. And the Lord answered his prayer and his wife became pregnant. We want men who can pray with their wives. Men who can leave their wives in knowing the Lord. A man you should be chasing. A Christopher man, my boring. My boring. I saw him quite. I saw him quite. I saw him quite. Sister, you don't deserve us. We, you, you are not, we are not going to become like you. And, and then they try to compare Christian men to their unbelieving boyfriends. Hey, Christmas. Hey, hey. First part of Christmas. Oh. Hey. First part of Christmas. Oh. By now, eh? By now. By now, eh? Hey. You have found a God lover and Christmas you are in church and you are saying that by now. She hasn't changed. I'm telling you. She hasn't changed. And by now, eh? You don't love the spiritual man. You see the way mommy and I celebrate our 30 years anniversary? There are, there are some people, eh? It's boring for them. That's not Baba. Come on, 30 years. Are they? <laughs> day. Oh. There are some women who are here. Hey, one man for 30 years. Hmm. Even after five years, I'm thinking about another one. Hey, some women married after one year, they want another man. Sorry, our ACs are not working well today. I'll close very soon so we can all go. Eh? We can all go home. Stop finding yourself. You're making me feel guilty. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to try to finish this and then we can go. Let's go to the next slide. Okay, is that the last slide? Huh? It is not the last slide. You are trying to stop my sermon. Bring me my iPad. I can this be the last slide. There is a drawing of the slave queen. You don't have it. You don't have the slave queen. 
Okay, so when you marry an unrepented slave queen, she becomes a slave queen. So there's a difference between her, uh-huh, you see, bad people. The slave queen. Married women can become slave queens. Because they are slave queens that did not get born again well, and you marry them. So now, they get into your life, and now they change from being slave queens to becoming slave queens. They want you to buy expensive jewels. When they know you cannot afford it, they know your money will not raise it. They don't care where you get it from. Get it from expensive clothes. They'll close their eyes. I need new clothes, oh. Go and check my wardrobe. They don't care. I'm telling you, there are men here sitting down here. The amount of money they are spending on their white jewels, expensive clothes, expensive travels, when they even want to send penny to their parents. Hey, no! Slave, slave queens. That's what they will do to you. Expensive friends, expensive house, expensive cars, expensive phones, expensive restaurants. That's where they eat. You yourself, you can't even. And do you know these women who love all these expensive things? They love them because they are competing with other people. They want to catch up with what they have lost. The expensive car they are demanding back for them. Go and check their father's car. So then their father doesn't even have cars. They don't even have it. So watch out. Don't let any woman cause you to spend beyond your, your expenditure. Put your feet down. Put your feet down. And don't try to impress any woman because it's not possible. I'm not asking you to be stingy. I'm not asking you to be stingy. I'm asking you to be principled. Stephanie, I'm asking you to be principled. That's all. You have a future. There are more things ahead of you. So stop impressing. I've, I've said it here before. I've preached to you guys before. If your wife is a housewife, why do you have two cars? So if I even go and get a car, waste of money, waste of this thing, invest into the future. Now then, last one. This is the safe queen. So there are three. So I've said playboys, playboys, and playboys. Now I'm sharing slave queen, slave queen, slave queen, and safe queen. This is a truly born again woman. Truly, truly, truly born again woman. She is spiritual. Lost prayer. Seven. Do you know that it baffles me when we have men here who fight their wives for being committed to church. Every day you are going to men's women's fellowship. Every day you are going to choir No, stay at home. Stay at home and take care. Okay. Whilst other men are crying that their wives are too canard. Don't do that. Encourage the woman to be spiritual. Family, she protects the family. Raises, she's a prophet to one woman. Helping the children to the education. And see, she's interested. She has educated herself. Comes from a good home. Comes from a good family. She's a career woman. And helping you in your career as well. She's focused on health. Seeing to Listen, when you see mommy coming to me with my drugs, I, I need to take some. I even forget how to take them. Honey, I've been taking your drugs this time. I've been done this. 
I'll be there, sir. She will tell me, Nani, tomorrow you're not going anywhere. I've arranged for them to come and massage you. And they'll come and massage me. She'll just look at my face and say, honey, your face doesn't look good. Tomorrow you're not going anywhere. I say, hey, I'm speaking for a friend. I'll call him. Forget it. Don't say, please, my husband, if you want him to die in your pocket, I'll raise him tomorrow. But I want him to stay. Find someone to preach for you. She will make sure she will protect me. Finance. Any, any spiritual woman, save queens, they help you to save money. Don't touch this. Let's put this money here. The children's school fees. Let's buy insurance. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then their love is, their romantic love is mixed with agape love. They love you as the Lord Jesus will love you. And you enjoy that love. They don't last after you. They love you. And love you. And love you. Let me tell you this. There are are some men here, they know. They know that if they don't sleep with their wives for one month, their wives will cheat on them. there's there's, There's more last than love. But there are some women, men here, they know that if I even travel for one year, my wife will wait for me. You know why? Because you know that this woman genuinely loves you. I pray that you won't fall into the hands of a slave queen. I pray that you won't fall into the hands of a a playboy. I pray that let your husband become a playboy who can pray for you, who can lead you spiritually. I pray that let your wife become a safe queen who can bring salvation to your house and raise your children in the Lord for you. I decree this upon you in the name of Jesus. I pray for those who are dating and those who are believing God to date. I declare, I speak upon your life. Let the right man come. Let the right woman come. May the Lord bring you a safe queen. May the Lord bring you a prey boy. I declare this upon you and I speak this into your life. In Jesus' name, it is done. Amen.